Hello, this is Jason Epley with the Biblical Principles Podcast, and I want to thank you today for joining us. I'm excited to have you with us, and I'm also excited to be dealing with the topic of salvation. Now, the first thing that we're going to have to deal with when we deal with salvation is going to be sin. We're going to have to realize that there's a separation between man and God, and that separation is brought about because of sin. But God's love allowed us to be able to make a way back to Him. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life, implying that God's love is not just to one particular group of people, but to all people. It's to the world. And He loved the world so much that He gave His only begotten Son. He only had one Son, and He gave Him for mankind. And why did He give Him? That whosoever, anybody who wants salvation, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life, live forever and ever and ever in the paradise of God because of God's love for us. Now, the opposite of salvation is going to be found there in the middle of the verse, perishing. And that's the reason we need to get saved, so that we don't perish. But the whole problem, the whole problem mankind faces is brought about because of one thing, and that one thing is sin. Romans 3.10 says this, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one, meaning this, that all of us, all of us are sinners. All of us have gone astray. All of us have went in our own way, and it's brought about condemnation upon all of mankind. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, meaning that one sin is just as bad as a hundred sins. One sin causes just as many problems as a hundred sins in the eyes of God. If you've sinned once, you're separated from God. And it's not that I'm a worse sinner than you or you're a worse sinner than me, but that we're all lumped into the same big category of sin. And that labels us a sinner. Well, where did sin come from? What what was the problem that caused us to be cast into this situation? Well, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5, in verse number 12, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So we find out that sin didn't come about just in this generation, but it was brought about by one man. And that one man is found in the book of Genesis chapter 3 in verse number 6. I'm just going to read you one verse. If you have time later, you can get your Bible and go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 3, and you can read the story of where sin came from. Genesis 3, 6 says this, And when the woman saw that, that, there was, that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave to her husband with her, and he did eat. Did eat. Now, that woman was Eve. That man was Adam. Adam was the first man ever created. And God placed him in a garden. And he told him, he said, all I need for you to do is till the garden and not eat of this one tree. And you know what Adam did? Before the story's over with, he eats of the tree. And that one act cast the whole world into sin. Romans 5.12. I'll read it one more time. Wherefore, as by one man, one man caused all the problems, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. 
See, after he ate of that fruit, God told him, he said, you're going to die now. Just like because we've sinned, we're going to die. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. He sums it up again with the fact that we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all we've all went astray. We've all done wrong. Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death. One day I'm going to die because of sin, not because I didn't take care of myself, not because I wasn't a good son, not because I wasn't a good dad, but because I sinned. Now, what happens after death? What happens after death? Hebrews 9.27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this to judgment. So, to sum this up, I've sinned, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to stand before God as a sinner. And that sin is what separated me from God. So how do I fix this problem before I die? Romans 6.23, the second part of the verse. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if I understand that I'm a sinner, I understand my sin has separated me from God, then I can understand that there's a gift that God's given me that's called eternal life, and I can get it, how? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, well, I sure enough want to take advantage of this opportunity. How do I do that? Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. Well, that's what I want. I want to be saved. I do not want to stand accountable to God as a sinner. I do not want God to judge me as a sinner. I want to be saved. I want to, I want to accept what it is that God has for me in this free gift of eternal life. Well, then you need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess the fact that you're a sinner Turn from your sin to God, and you can be saved. And this is not just for a certain elect group of people. This is not just for people who were born in church or for those who were not born in church. This is for everybody. Romans ten thirteen, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. That implies if we go back to John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, that's everybody. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to be saved, if you're concerned about standing in front of God as an accountable sinner, and you want to, you want to change in your life, well, then you can be saved. But you're going to have to come through the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 11, 28 and 29, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He promises to the sinner, if they'll come to him, if they're laboring and they're heavy laden under their sin, then he will give them rest. Then he says this in the second part, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest to your souls. 
not just a physical rest, which salvation provides a tremendous physical rest, but he also provides rest for your soul so that your soul that's troubled can have peace with God. See, as we, as we dive deep into the subject, we have to understand that every man, woman, boy, and girl is born with a void in their heart, and only God can fill it. And they search far and wide trying to fill that void with everything under the sun, really. But only Jesus Christ can fill it. And if you'll come to Him, you can have rest, not just for the physical man, woman, boy, or girl, but for the spiritual, for that soul, that inward part of man. Well, you say, maybe, maybe I could get salvation by being baptized or joining the church or giving money. Is, isn't there more than one way to be saved? Well, let's see what the Bible says. 1 Timothy 2.5 says this, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So there's only one mediator? There's only one, a mediator would be a, a go-between. A, we could use the word lawyer, advocate, someone who stands in the middle between you and God. And that's what Jesus did. He stood in the middle between us and God. And he's that mediator, that go-between. John 14, 6, Jesus really sums it up with this. Jesus saith, this is what God, Jesus said, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That word the is a definite article meaning one. So Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And no man can come unto the Father but by him, is what the verse says. And then we'll finish up with one verse, 1 John 2, 2. 1 John 2, 2 says this, And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. That word propitiation means atonement, or the act of regaining favor. You know what Jesus did when he died on the cross for us? He atoned for our sins, and he regained the favor of God for us. So now, as I come before God, I'm still a sinner. I'm just a saved sinner that's had my sin debt paid. And I accepted what Jesus did for me on the cross. And could I say to you today, if you're listening to this podcast, that Jesus loves you, Jesus died for you, and Jesus will save you if you'll accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for joining us today. If we can be of any help at all to you, I'm very easy to get a hold of. You can send me an email at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Thank you, and have a great day.